Welcome in to Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just a reminder, you can listen to Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. Hope you had a great 4th of July weekend. Alright, interesting show for you guys today. Got a lot to talk about. Kevin Durant rumors, Kevin Durant to the Warriors, is it a possibility? What would that mean for the league? Uh, I want to talk about some more college football rumors that are that are kind of circling around out there. Some crazy rumors, we'll discuss how, you know, the probability of those, Big Ten SEC merger potentially, those kind of rumors are out there, so we'll get to that. And uh, we'll cover a little bit more uh, about the NFL uh, but thank you so much for tuning in today, and let's get started. Alright, so, Kevin Durant to the Warriors is a real possibility. In terms of the Warriors aren't opposed to it, the Warriors have enough to give up. And, you know, look. I could just kind of sit here and say, look, if Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, they would be a championship team. We all know that. Okay, like like that's not that's not a like a like this mind blowing real Jason that hey, if Kevin Durant goes to the Warriors, they they're gonna probably win the championship the next three to four years, at least be in the finals and win two to three of the next three to four years, but be in the finals every every one of those years, right? Like, we know that. But what I really want to talk about is, what does this mean for Kevin Durant, for his legacy, and, you know, for his reputation? Look, there's always going to be people on the internet that are going to say, he couldn't win a championship or he wasn't part of the Warriors. Okay, that's fine. There's always, listen, people are questioning, uh, Kevin Durant's not a great leader. He's not a great leader. And I think if you're Kevin Durant and you're you're, you're hearing that, I think, you know, you kind of think to yourself like, okay, I'm not a great leader. That that, that, That doesn't prove anything about my basketball ability. Like, like, look, if you're a quarterback... In football, leadership is a crucial part of that position. In basketball, and, and he doesn't play, he's not a point guard, he's not a coach, he doesn't really demand stuff of front offices. He's like, look, it's not my job to say who stays and who goes. Sure, I have preferences, as is everybody else. But that's not my job. That's for the coach and the front office to figure out. And the problem is, of course, in Oklahoma City and with the Brooklyn Nets, their front office and the coaches aren't really figuring it out. And so if you're Kevin Durant, you're like, look, I got to worry about playing basketball. And don't get me wrong, for some players... It absolutely helps when they feel that they are in control, okay? Like with LeBron, it helps LeBron that he's in control, not all the time. Sometimes he, he makes 
he doesn't make the best moves, but sometimes he does make the best. I'm not talking about basketball IQ or basketball decisions. I'm talking about off the off court, uh, off. Not even, I don't even mean off-court decisions. I mean LeBron, the general manager, making decisions for who they trade, who they keep. That LeBron. Um, and so, when you watch the the uh, the Nets, you get the feeling that Kevin Durant is kind of the opposite LeBron in that regard. And And I think that's true of all of us, right? Like, some of us, like... Like, if we're in a situation where we got to get something done, it helps to be, like, we, we want to be in control. But for other people, like, I know I'm kind of this way, it's like, just give me my job, and I'll do my job, and you do your job, and if we both do our job, it works out. Now, sometimes you need to help each other, and maybe that's where Kevin Durant falls uh, falls a little short, and maybe that's maybe that's you know the leadership aspect that people talk about. But in Kevin Durant's mind, he's like, "Look, I'll help people out, but I'm not here to develop draft picks. I'll help. That's the coaching staff. I'll help. That's the coaching staff." I think Kevin Durant's mind is like, "Look, I'll give my input. I'm not here to make trades. That's the that's the front office. That's the GM." I'll help. I'll put my input in. That's the GM. And I can agree with him in that regard. Look, being a leader is great. Being a leader is, is you know, LeBron, Tom Brady, those guys. But at the same time, like, to me, being a leader adds nothing to how I view LeBron as a basketball player. Like, like, like look, LeBron is, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. But I can certainly understand the argument. MJ's ahead of him. So, look, he's top two, minimum top three of all time. But to me, him being a leader, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't really add anything to his game, in my opinion. And that's kind of how I view Kevin Durant. It's not a necessity for me that one of the greatest offensive skill sets that a player has ever had in the history of a game for that player to also play GM, to also play front office, and also play the coach. And I think that's why all these people that are coming to not a great leader, coming to it's like, yeah, I'm not, because that's not what I signed up for. I'm not saying he shouldn't help other teammates out. I'm not saying he doesn't do that. But I'm not saying, you know, helping someone out, saying at practice, all of that. But, like, this idea that, hey, also, like, I know it wasn't in the contract, Kevin, but you also have to mentor young kids. You also have to tell us who we should trade for. You also have to tell us uh, what we should do with Kyrie. You also have to tell us how we should go about uh, trading for this player. Kevin Durant's like, no, I didn't sign up for that. And the reality is, talent aside, that's the reason why Golden State is the perfect place for Kevin Durant. Now, and by the way, look, everyone who says, well, the Warriors, they they didn't need Kevin Durant. Okay. Let me ask you this. And maybe you did feel this way. But when you watched the Bucks win the Super Bowl, 
two years ago. Did you did you watch Tom Brady hoist up the Lombardi Trophy and say, you know, that Patriot dynasty, man, they did not need, they did not need Bill Belichick. Or was it like, look, Tom Brady is good enough, he can win in almost any circumstance, and he can win instantaneously. He's the greatest of all time. But to say that he would have won six without Bill is crazy. He would have won Super Bowls, okay? Like, let's not let's not beat around the bush. He would have won Super Bowls, okay? But I'm guessing the number would have been around three to four if you include the Bucks one. Um, and the reason why I say if you include the Bucks because... If Bill would have been there, we don't know if he would have left the Patriots. We don't know if he would have left for a team a long time ago. We don't know what happened. I'm guessing number would have been around three to four, which is impressive, which is absolutely impressive. But you're telling me Bill Belichick didn't play a hand in that dynasty? And so when I look and you say, well, the Warriors don't need Kevin Durant. No, they don't need Kevin Durant in order to be a contender. And they didn't need Kevin Durant in order to be a contender those two years they won. But I'm going to say they needed him to at least win one out of the two. I mean, come on. You, like, teams don't just beat up on on LeBron. Like, like, especially that LeBron that played after the 2016 NBA Finals. Teams just don't beat up on LeBron like that. And so the question is, well, what was the X factor? Because we saw them play in 2015 without Kevin. It went to six. We saw them play in 2016 without Kevin and went to seven. LeBron won. It was split one to one. Both both series went six to seven. Do you know the only changing factor was hey, Kevin Durant was added to the mix, and uh, the series, the one series lasted five, the next was a clean sweep. That was the difference. So don't tell me, oh, they didn't need him. I guarantee you they wouldn't have won those two. They would have probably split the Cavs. And I guarantee you they wouldn't have swept the Cavs. Like, yeah, you're right. They didn't need him to be a contender. And there was a possibility they could have won without him. But it's not like, like I hear the word, I a lot of people are saying, oh, well, he makes them better. But no, it wasn't making them better. It was like, okay, they were a contender. And they could have won it. But it wasn't like this... Do you know what Kevin Durant does to the Warriors and what he will do? He makes them an unstoppable, unbelievable, heavy favorite that if anybody else, if you choose any of the other 29 NBA teams, it would be considered a heavy, heavy underdog. You can take Luka, you can take LeBron, you can take... Dame, you could take Trey Young, you can take whatever star you want. You can take whatever team you want. You could take Chris Paul, you can take the Suns, you can take the Clippers, you can take whoever you want. But at the end of the day, it will be a massive underdog if you choose them against the Warriors with Kevin Durant. They'll probably still be an underdog, but it wouldn't be like like if they don't have Kevin next year and the Warriors don't win the title. Would it be like an absolute shock? Or would it be like, okay, I thought the Warriors were going to win. Now, if they got Kevin next year and they don't win the title, would it be like, 
how did that even happen? So he's not just like like an improvement. He doesn't just make them better. He makes them one of the greatest teams. And if he returns to them in three years from now, we could be looking at this move as, hey, Kevin Durant, not Kevin Durant, the Warriors dynasty is the greatest dynasty in the history of the NBA. Now, there is another factor to this, which is this. Kevin Durant does jump around sometimes. And so the question is, if you're the Warriors, do you want to give up assets like Jordan Poole and Wiggins, who you know will be there in the long haul for success now? Now, if you have Kevin Durant, and you know he's going to be there for a while. The answer is, yeah, I would take that deal too. You could be one of the greatest dynasties. If you you already are, you could be the greatest dynasty in the history of the NBA. Like those Bulls teams that were, that MJ had do not hold a candle to these Warriors teams. Not the one this year, but those Kevin Durant teams and this potential Kevin Durant team. I'm sorry. That's just, they don't hold a candle to them. And so, I would do that, but... Do you know how long Kevin's going to be there? Is he going to be there for three to four years and you know that? Then it's like, okay, yeah, I'd make the deal. I'd trade a pool. I'd trade Wiggins. But is he only is he going to stay there for one year, win a title, and get out of there? Two the, two years, get out of there. Then you got two years, you got to think about it. One year, I wouldn't do it. But two to three years, you got to think about it. Three to four, I'd, I'd make the deal. You know, five if he, if he even signs that. Absolutely. All right, so that's just that's my thoughts on the Warriors situation, Kevin Durant. All right, let's go here. So I I was on um, Instagram yesterday. Now look, there are a thousand. There's just thousands of rumors, rumors, rumors. Going around left and right, okay? So we don't know what's legit, what's not. And I'm not saying this isn't legit. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, so two things. This was 46 minutes ago. So according to Pro Football Focus College, uh, per Dennis Dodd, who, uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading the tweet from Pro Football Focus, the college page, but it's per... Uh, Dennis Dodd, uh, he works for CBS. It says, breaking the Big 12 is in deep discussions to add six teams to their conference. The six teams include Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Oregon, Utah, and Washington. Now, we know that Oregon and Washington were in talks to join the Big 10. However, um, last night, according to Reddit, uh, CFB, Reddit College Football. Uh, it says, hearing rumors, I'm just reading the tweet, of a proposal to merge the Big Ten and SEC and then add select other teams to form a 131 school ultra mega super conference. This will be subdivided in 8 to 12 team divisions based on regions and traditional rivalries. Okay, that sounds ridiculous. Not the rumor, I'm saying, I'm saying the, like the proposal by whoever proposed that. Look, you guys know, if you listen to this podcast, I have been advocately just, just, 
bringing up on a regular basis about how the one thing I wish would change about college football is how we we get so many worthless games and you could change that in a heartbeat. You could change it in a heartbeat. And for whatever reason, they choose not to. And so they could change this in a heartbeat. You don't... Listen, when fans were saying... You know, how awesome would a regular season Ohio State-Alabama game be? How awesome would a regular season Michigan-Florida game be? How awesome would a regular season Clemson-Oklahoma game be? They weren't saying that, like, they weren't saying, hey, let's merge all the conferences and just make a big confusing mess. First of all, Instead of this, I mean, this is, I'm telling you, this reminds me of two years ago, <laughs> the COVID summer, when like, <laughs> when like everything was going crazy for that year and teams were joining different conferences and everything like that, with all these rumors. And now this is like real now, like this is like the real college football and now like all these rumors are happening. And I think what really needs to happen here, and obviously, <laughs> who knows, it might be too late to even do this. Because everybody started poaching teams from everybody else's conferences. I th- I really honestly believe the commissioner of the Big Ten, the commissioner of the SEC, the commissioner of the Big 12, the commissioner of the ACC, and the commissioner of the Pac-12 and just, just need to sit down in a room, okay? Or on a Zoom call, whatever. Just sit down for five minutes and say, okay, everybody stop poaching teams for five minutes, and let's just talk about how we cannot ruin college football for years to come. I'm all for USC and Notre Dame joining the Big 12. And I'm all for Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC. But to merge... Look, let's just be honest about this as it stands today. Okay? The Pac-12 and Big 12 are in trouble. The Big Ten and the SEC are going to thrive. And the ACC is right on the cusp. They got Clemson, and they could get Notre Dame, which would save their conference, in my opinion. The Big Ten and the SEC would be making a huge mistake by merging and making a 131-team super conference. What is the point of that? Like, where does that even, where does that thought even come from? That, I saw a comment and some guy said, oh, so it's basically the same thing now, it's more confusing. That's totally true. That doesn't help anybody. All fans wanted were some meaningful games. And college football has now turned into an, like, like this war of poaching teams. All we wanted was to watch a weekend of college football and be like, oh, hey, this will be fun not having to watch Alabama play the Mercer and Clemson playing the Citadel on Thanksgiving weekend. That would be a fun thing to do. And college football has to go so drastically in the other direction. They're like, what if we just turn this into NCAA 14 and just merged all the conferences, just merged the Big Ten and the SEC? Now, look, I, I kind of talked about this the other day. But Notre Dame is kind of that final domino to fall. They can join the ACC, and the ACC can be like, hey, we got a pretty good conference here. 
Clemson and Notre Dame. Or geographically, it also makes sense for them to join the Big Ten. And then, listen, it's already the Big Ten, the SEC, and then everybody else. But then it would really kind of be the Big Ten, SEC, and everybody else. I mean, you talk about all the big brands. There's not one big brand that's outside of one of those two conferences. In the Southern Conference, you got Bama, Oklahoma, Georgia, Texas. On the other, in the other, in the other Northern Power, you got Ohio State, Michigan, USC, Notre Dame. You got you got all sorts of big brands in these conferences. But this idea of merging the conferences will just completely destroy college football, in my opinion. I'm not against moving. I'm not against. I'm not against moving the conferences, but to merge them together sounds crazy to me. Yeah. This is a crazy summer of lots of rumors, lots of changes. Uh, this fall, and you know, these, not this fall, but the next couple of falls are going to be really, really interesting. All right, that's going to wrap it up uh, for this episode of Red Zone Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Uh, I will see you next time on Red Zone Radio. And before you go, just one more thing. I would like to read you just a quick uh, Bible verse from Psalms. This comes from Psalms 37. Verse Psalms 37, verse 39. And it says, But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in a time of trouble, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. And if you trust in the Lord, he will deliver you. And I hope that you are I hope that God uh, touches your heart um, and mine as well. It opens up our hearts and minds to the things that to the things that we just read, and uh, makes us more sensitive to it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Red Zone Radio. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio.